Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Got each other on our side, plus all the folks at Fried the Burnout Podcast with Kate Donovan. Welcome to Fried, the Burnout Podcast, Season 5. The goal of each Fried episode, whether you're an entrepreneur, parent, employee, or otherwise defined, is to create moments of spontaneous healing by ensuring that you feel seen, heard, connected to others, and validated. By doing this, Fried fulfills its mission to kill the shame, blame, and judgment associated with burning out, and Fried adds to its original goal of creating a movement to hashtag end burnout culture. Should you need a coach, Fried coaches are standing by to help guide you through recovery. Book a call anytime by visiting the links in the show notes. Should you need a speaker, you can hire me, Kate, and you can rest assured that your people will have fun and learn about burnout at the same time. In the meantime, I'm ready to give you this week's episode, which will help you heal just a little bit more, starting now. Hi, Fried fam. Welcome back. I am so glad you're here because I'm super excited to share this topic with you because so many of the questions in the Facebook group are from folks trying to find out when they will feel better and why they are feeling what they're feeling during their burnout recovery process. And I hope that this episode helps answer some of your questions. Today, we're taking a closer look at the phrase, healing isn't linear. This phrase has made its way into memes and is often a reply when people are having a down moment in the recovery. Although I do agree with the statement, I haven't come across a very good explanation of why or what the healing process actually entails. So I've reflected on my burnout recovery process and the process of thousands of patients healing from all sorts of things to lay it out here for us today. Since we all have a different set of ingredients in our burnout recipe, recovery is also individual. I'm going to speak conceptually here so that this can be as helpful as possible for all of you. If you still have questions when I'm done, please ask in the Facebook group or sign up for a free one-on-one call with me so I can help you with your individual experience. So what does the healing process really look like when you're recovering from burnout? Unfortunately, healing doesn't usually mean feeling better instantly, especially when you're coming back from burnout. Usually when we get to the point of peak burnout, we feel like utter crap and just want to feel better as soon as possible. So when we finally surrender to a break or less work or whatever version of a break that we decide to take, which is often quite a process in itself, we are more than ready to feel better. But this is often not what happens. Sometimes we feel worse at first, but why is that? It takes time for our body to trust that it actually has time and space to heal and trust that you are now safe enough to heal, to unwind the stress frazzle that we've been running on for so long. Or maybe it's that the space that you're trying to rest in is truly not safe for you. So you remain stressed. Often what happens when your body finally surrenders to the break and the stress frazzle fades, you are now left with how exhausted you really are. And that reality is a mixed bag of daunting, frustrating, and scary. Personally, I couldn't slow down at first, even with a full break from work. I was still constantly moving around the house, even though I knew I needed rest and wanted to rest. I found out through functional medicine testing that since I was out of cortisol, that I was running on adrenaline instead. No wonder I couldn't sit down. 
After a few months, though, of prescribed supplements and continued break from work, I was finally able to rest. And I did, thankfully. But that was not at all what I thought would happen when I stopped working. And the process of getting to the place that I could actually rest again took way longer than I wanted it to. And that was super frustrating. And once I got there, it wasn't a very peaceful rest because once the adrenaline stopped flowing all day, every day, I was emotionally, physically, and mentally really low for a few months until the cumulative effect of all that I was doing started to show up. And I had some moments that let me know that I was indeed on an overall upward path towards health, but it was definitely not linear. More on what those ups looked like later. But first... In order to better understand the healing process, let's take a closer look at what it looks like to be healthy. The very abbreviated and general version is this. When we are healthy, our nervous systems are primarily in parasympathetic. That's rest and digest mode. In this mode, each organ can do its individual job in concert with all of the others. Your lungs and heart work together to oxygenate your cells by pumping blood around your body. Your digestive system breaks down food for energy and makes waste with what it can't use. Your liver does its hundreds of functions, including cleaning your blood and making bile so that you can use the fats you eat to make your cell walls, cell walls strong and your nerves work well. Your kidneys filter waste from the fluids in your body and help determine your blood pressure and are the seat for your adrenals, which are a part of the many feedback loops within our hormonal system that determine your mood, energy levels, temperature, sexual function, and more. Your immune system fights any invaders that get into your system and so much more. And the whole time your brain is receiving messages from your senses in order to decide how to move your body appropriately in each moment and tell your organs which mode to function in. If your sensory information tells your brain that you aren't safe, it will put you in sympathetic stress mode, which shifts the way your body works so that you can fight, run, or freeze to save your life. Or if your brain deems the sensory info to mean that you are safe, you are put into parasympathetic mode, which sends out the hormonal cocktail that allows your organs to maintain homeostasis, aka balance, and restore your health. Even in this mode, while it's trying to maintain balance, it is constantly adjusting the levels of hormones and pressures of fluid and air up and down throughout your body. And when it gets what it needs, it does all of this without our conscious help. What a complicated, beautiful, and amazing body we have. John Mayer said it best, your body is a wonderland. Another part of this wonderland is resilience or bounce back ability as our fabulous friend Kate has coined. We often talk about it as an ability to bounce back emotionally, but physiological resilience is also important. We need our bodies to be able to shift between sympathetic stress mode and parasympathetic rest and digest mode as needed throughout the day. And we need our body to be able to determine whether the present moment we are in is actually life or death, so it can accurately determine which mode to put us into. Answering emails is not life or death, so that shouldn't put us into stress mode, but it does, along with so many of the daily tasks at work and home. This is why we burn out. We are not meant to be in stress mode all day, but we are because we lose the resilience to bounce between modes in our nervous system. When our bodies are working well, our brain shifts us into fight or flight only as needed when we are actually experiencing a threat that requires actual fighting, running, or freezing, and then brings us back to rest and digest quickly and easily when we're safe again. When we're healthy and our bodies are constantly adjusting, there is a lot that is happening within us 
every moment of each day. We don't really notice all of the activity within us until our body notifies us that it needs our help in the form of eating, drinking, sleeping, moving, or going to the bathroom. When we are healthy, our brain only gets our attention when it needs something or when something novel or new is happening. When we feel something suddenly, it's most likely because it's a new sensation for our brain. We often call these things symptoms and label them as bad because somewhere we got the idea that feeling nothing is better than feeling something. And that's not exactly true. Feeling things, emotions, and bodily sensations means we're alive. And that is great news. Pride fam, I tell you in nearly every episode that step one of your burnout recovery is blood work. And I know that a lot of you avoid it because it's a pain and because your doctor has told you that everything is quote unquote fine. And they refuse to test all the things that you think you need. What if I told you that you could test what you want, when you want, from your home with just a couple of drops of blood? Cyfox Health allows you to do just that. You can buy tests as one-offs or join a membership. Either way, you can test and track your results to help you make decisions about your burnout recovery journey. Get 10% off any membership, subscription, or one-time test kit right now. Go to cyfoxhealth.com forward slash fried for your discount. That's S-I-P-H-O-X health.com forward slash fried. Most sensations are a byproduct of the body doing what it needs to do to find balance again. Like when we get sick and have a fever, that result or that fever is a result of the body fighting an immunity battle. And it is a good thing unless it gets too high because the body is losing that battle to a virus or bacteria that it's fighting. This is the kind of sensation and situation that requires us to step in and provide outside help. But that's rare because generally when healthy, the body doesn't need outside help when it gets what it needs. What does the body need? Fresh air, good food and drinks, rest and movement. After taking in those things along with the sensory information from the world around us, it's all processed. And what's left is waste. And that waste leaves our body through breath, sweat, urine, and feces. This process produces sounds and smells that we do our best to minimize. But rather than feel shame as we deal with them, we could shift to celebrating them because they mean our bodies are functioning well. Hooray! But right now, most of you that are listening are not healthy. You aren't feeling much like celebrating. Instead, you're feeling crappy in all of the ways. We call it burnout for a reason, because it literally feels like you have used up all of your resources, like a fire that has burned into a pile that has burned a pile of wood into ashes and there's not much left. It's dry, dusty, gray, and lacking any vitality or spark, which is pretty much how we feel inside. Of course, your insides aren't actually turned to ash, but being in fight or flight mode long-term does dehydrate your tissues and slow down your organ function. Because when you're in fight or flight, you're supposed to use your resources for running for life running for your life, which we don't usually do because we're sitting in front of a computer. 
this stress cocktail flowing through our veins leaves us feeling pretty exhausted, depressed, and empty, especially when it's been flooding your body day after day for years. We are not meant to sustain stress mode long-term. We're only meant to experience it for short bursts when our lives are in actual danger. So once we start to recover from burnout by getting more rest, eating better quality food, taking time and space to process life and breathe again, we start to fill the giant hole of depletion and our organs start working again. If we can shift into parasympathetic mode regularly. And as we do, our bodies start working again, slowly but surely. Initially, it may be in fits and starts, like an old engine that's been sitting and collecting dust. When you first get it started and that new oil starts trying to move through all of its parts, it sounds bad. There might be some grinding, extra heat, burning smell, and extra vibration as it warms up and smooths out. If you were watching this engine, you might be cringing, flinching, and covering your eyes and ears because you're worried that it might explode. This also happens when your body starts working again. But instead of standing next to the engine, you are your conscious mind watching your body from the inside, still worried and wondering what all the noises, smells, and movement inside your body means while it's revving itself back into action. A few of you have been writing in the Facebook group recently about how you were and are concerned about your heart's beating harder and faster. I replied with this. I understand the concerns about your heart, and I'm glad that you got them checked out. Since your hearts are deemed healthy by your doctors, please consider this. When you are burnt out, you are not very healthy all around. All of your systems are depleted and not functioning as well as they could, including your heart. As you recover and regain your health and energy, your body systems start working better individually and collectively, which is great. As your health returns, your heart will beat stronger and faster, even at rest because that's what healthy hearts do. We just notice it because it's a new and different experience than when we're burnt out. It isn't bad, it just feels alarming because it's novel and different. Our brains really only notice novel experiences. And if we notice these changes, we don't need to worry. Just notice them and recognize that our body is changing during our recovery. Feeling differently along the way is a good thing. We don't change if we don't change, right? I know it can be hard to trust your body when it hasn't been working well for a while, but if we're doing things to heal, we can slowly rebuild trust with our bodies and our minds as we recover. And remember that feeling things means we are alive again and hooray for coming back to life. All of that said, if any system, symptom persists long enough that you feel stuck in your healing journey, or if a symptom is strong enough that it alarms you, there's nothing wrong with checking with your health practitioner to make sure that you are indeed regaining your health. And if something does need attention, you are communicating with a person that you trust that can facilitate and get you the help that you need. Point being, our bodies are dynamic because they're alive. They are constantly changing, adjusting, adapting, processing, exchanging, excreting, etc. And this is what we want. This means we are healthy and resilient. As we come back to life from burnout, we will feel lots of things happening. It's hard to trust that everything we're feeling is a-okay. Most likely, if you're doing things to help restore your well-being, then what you are feeling is to be trusted. Your body knows what it needs and how to function when we are in parasympathetic mode and are given all that it needs. Some days will feel better than others, 
Some days we feel like we made progress towards well-being and some days we don't. And this is why we say healing isn't linear, but it still counts as healing if our overall trend is upward and towards feeling more alive and well again. You may be asking yourself, but how do I know if I'm healing and headed towards well-being? I'm going to give you a list. Please note that these things are all on a spectrum and can vary day to day. So if you have any improvements in this direction, you are winning at burnout recovery. All of these may not improve at the same time. And the process of seeing improvement in all these areas can take a couple or a few years. But if it's slowly but surely with some setbacks here and there, you are headed in the right direction. Here we go. Here are the ways that you'll know that you are healing. You sleep better, meaning that you can fall asleep easier and stay asleep and have deeper sleep so that you wake up more refreshed. You get hungry and can digest your food without major bloating or heartburn. You make formed but still moist stools. You pee several times a day, but not so much at night. You sweat when you move and not as much when you don't. If you're in your menstruating years, you have menstrual cycles that are approximately 28 days apart with some fresh red bleeding for a few days at the start of each without much cramping or other distress and minimal PMS. Your mood improves. You are less depressed and are anxious. You can sit and be without the nagging feeling that you should be doing something. You stop trying to save everyone else and shift your focus on saving yourself. You have less chronic pain because your muscles and joints are rehydrating. You feel less stuck because you're letting go of control and going with the flow. Your constant resentment becomes less frequent and only comes up when you need to shift your behavior to honor your needs. You're able to say no when something doesn't align with your values or you don't have the time or energy to engage with the offer. And the guilt of saying no fades. You start to feel some organic joy and gratitude at times. You notice the sparkle return to your eyes. Your desire to help, give, and share returns, but with a deep knowing that you won't ever give till you're completely empty again. Your mind quiets enough that you can hear your heart's desires and direction guiding you to your preferences, people, and path. This is a pretty detailed list, but I'm sure that I forgot some things. So if you are listening and are well on your way to recovering, please share the ways that you have experienced feeling better with us in the Facebook group. All that being said, please listen. I am speaking to all of you, but especially the recovering type A perfectionists, which to be honest is probably all of us. Once you experience these things, please note that they don't usually turn on and stay on. Definitely not at once, and especially not in the beginning of recovery, but not even when you're fully recovered, because we aren't meant to feel grateful and able to give 100% of the time. And we tend to take in different food and experiences each day. So what we get out of our bodies in the form of waste, energy, and mood also shifts daily. These ups and downs are normal and healthy and nothing to worry about. And this process takes time, generally a few months to a year, to have some consistency with the things I've just listed, but sometimes it takes a couple of years. This is why I say slowly, but surely. It requires patience and it is well worth the wait, even if you want to pull your hair out along the way. Just keep on keeping on through the peaks and valleys. 
these fluctuations you experience as your body slowly gets going again is exactly what we mean when we say healing isn't linear. But also, healing isn't linear because living life isn't linear. I talked about this in my last Straight from Sarah episode. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, go check it out after this, especially if you are in your menstruating years or in partnership with someone who is, because that's the focus. Understanding cycles and how to use the seasonal cycles to better understand our daily and monthly cycles. So speaking of cycles, we are all experiencing the rhythms of being alive every day as we move through night and day, cool and warmth, contraction and expansion as we grow, and the highs and lows within us and around us. We are in transition. And that process of finding balance and health doesn't mean that we end up completely still, calm, and not feeling anything. Balance means that we are constantly adjusting and tweaking what we do and eat, going up and down through our center as we move through life. The highs and lows get less extreme and less disrupting, but we are still oscillating up and down like the waves in the ocean, not one foot in front of the other in a straight line. This reminds me of the family circus books that I used to read as a kid. They always contained a comic that was a still landscape with one dotted line that traveled all over it up a tree, along a fence, down under something, back and forth on a swing, and around and around on a bike, and so on. This is generally the way that kids move more than adults, but is a more accurate depiction of how life moves rather than the straight lines of the boxes we often try to fit our lives into as adults. We are not straight lines. Our bodies cannot be drawn with straight lines. Nature cannot be drawn with straight lines, and neither can our paths in life. So our healing journey cannot be a straight line either. So let's stop for a moment and let this soak in. If you'd like, stop what you're doing and put your hands on your body and really feel that you are a curved three-dimensional being. If you're outside, take a look around. And if you're inside, close your eyes and imagine your favorite place in nature. And notice that the trees and plants are all sorts of shapes and none of them are straight lines. Recall pictures of our earth from space and note its spherical shape. So many curves. Coming back to our family circus style recovery process. Sometimes we have what is called a healing crisis. When this happens, we feel sick or have lots of symptoms for a day or a few days. And it's what happens when the body is doing a big renewal process all at once. It's kind of like when the caterpillar turns to soup inside its cocoon and eventually emerges having completely transformed into a butterfly. And what happens inside that cocoon is messy. As humans, we don't shape shift on the outside, but our insides can completely renew as we recover. And when we heal, our version of caterpillar soup can include lots of phlegm, poop, blood, vomit, fevers, change in heartbeat, strength and rhythm, coughing, change in breath rate and rhythm headaches, muscle aches, a shift in libido and hormonal cycles, and so much more. Healing is a messy process at times. So many tears and so much snot. But when we have been warned that it may happen, we can rest easier when it is happening and trust in the process. If you're ever not sure if what you're feeling is on the path of healing, please reach out to your favorite practitioner. 
having someone or many people that you trust to discuss your experiences with while you heal is super helpful. I highly recommend getting a holistic practitioner on your team, either an acupuncturist, a naturopathic doctor, an osteopath or chiropractor, a functional medicine practitioner, a therapist, and or a coach like Kate and I that are also acupuncturists. One or more of these kinds of folks, especially when they're knowledgeable in burnout and are trauma-informed, are super helpful for folks like yourself and our greater fried community. Because you do not have to figure out how to do this on your own. We are not meant to heal alone. We need support and community. So if you aren't in the Facebook community yet, I highly recommend checking it out. Come on in, introduce yourself and ask questions and or tell your story and sit back and enjoy all of the engagement from folks in the community. Or if one-on-one help is more your speed, Kate and I also offer free consultations to help you decide if coaching is right for you. And if it isn't, we will guide you to a better next step for you. Please utilize these free offerings, but also invest what you can financially in the form of cash or taking advantage of all the benefits being offered to you from your job and through your insurance. You get to use these resources. Burnout is a totally valid time to cash in on your disability and take a paid leave. What may seem like a setback in your life or career may be the catalyst for the next upward trend in your healing journey. Take the leap towards healing and know that we are a part of your safety net. I hope these concepts help you understand what you're going through or what you may go through during your not so linear healing process. I've talked about how it's hard to trust your body after it's given out on you, but please remember this. When you are coming back from burnout, you have to feel different. Your body will present differently. Your body will change as you heal because it has to in order to get better. Caterpillar to butterfly is an obvious external transformation. When humans transform and heal, it is often a much less external process and way less obvious. What we do see that lets us know that someone is feeling better or even completely well is more subtle. We see more color in their face and sparkle in their eyes. Their skin is more supple and they have more juiciness in their tissues. It's subtle unless you are attuned to noticing how different we look when people aren't feeling well. It's subtle, but as humans, we all have this radar that can tell when our fellow humans aren't doing well. You've definitely looked at a friend and seen it in their face when they are not 100%. The Chinese call this Shen, the vitality you can see in someone's face and eyes. The burnt out look is a lack of sparkle in the eyes that is is a result of one's spirit not feeling alive and passionate about the life they're living. So when this comes back, it is a great sign, a sure sign of healing. If you're wondering where you are at, take a look in the mirror and really take in what you see. How much color do you have in your face? Are your eyes sparkling? If not, don't fret. You are in the right place with the right people who are along the journey with you. We will all navigate the ups and downs of life together because as we all now know, healing isn't linear. Thank you so much for listening. Like I mentioned in the beginning, if you still have questions, please ask them in the Facebook group or sign up for a free call to get answers for yourself. Until next time, take care.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Got each other on our side, plus all the folks at Fried, the Burnout Podcast with Kate Donovan.